0: Well, hello, everybody. Just three of us today. Me, Phil Tilly, Paul Fisher and Stuart Basson for our uh, uh, irregular podcast. I think the last one we did was just after the takeover by the Community Trust. So they've had the chance to get their feet under the table a little bit since then. Uh, uh, Pete's out at the question and answer session tonight, the second one this Friday night that we're uh, recording This and the one last week Paul and I attended, so no doubt we'll be chatting about that to uh, some degree. But first of all, let's uh, um, talk about uh, football, shall we? We didn't talk about football much last time. And uh, there's been one game played, one game played. The uh, pre-season friendly at Belper Town, Chesterfield squeezing through with a 3-2 victory. And just how important was it for morale as much as anything for football to be played and albeit limited supporters to be allowed in Stuart. All right,
1: it's tremendous, isn't it? It gives people hope that there might sometime be a return to normality. You know, it, um, it's a bit difficult talking about normality and the future and all that without getting all sort of blade runner and all that sort of thing, isn't it? Cause you don't know when it's all going to be happening, but um, it, it's really good to, you know, to see people back in a ground and, you know, behaving sensibly and obeying all the, all the funny little regulations and things that we've got to do now. And to actually see that sort of round white thing kicked about, it's fantastic. Um, I, I hope there's more of it, you know, starting with, um, starting with the friendly at home, if we can.
0: Yes. We'll have to wait and see about that. We'll talk about future games in a moment, but hmm. uh, Stuart, the, the obviously friendlies people always want to see new faces and Milan Butterfield and Kyle Leather and the only two new mm-hmm. faces, be it Tyson, and Cropper are, are new faces in terms of uh, yeah. standing again, but known amongst the, amongst the crowd, but Butterfield and, and Leathering, what do you make of those, uh, those two signings?
1: Um, Butterfield will have done his, his, um, his status, no harm whatsoever with the goal, will he? Um, and, you know, solid as well by all accounts and was able to, to get into, spaces and make room for people to give him the ball and all that sort of thing um, and Leatheran uh, at his age, which is young for a goalkeeper still um, promises you know, to, to, to sort of come in, claim the spot and, uh, and strengthen us at the back
0: which, which is really good and adds to a relatively small list of father and sons that, well indeed uh, it does, yes competitively will uh, we'll be added by one
1: mm-hmm. I have to have think about the, uh, the few people that we that we have had, first-team um, first, first team, uh, appearances for father and sons, we'll, we'll perhaps give myself half an hour to try and think <laughs> of them and yeah. talk about them in a bit. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, well, Josh Law and Nicky Law. Um, mm, yes, yeah, Josh, Josh played for about 10 minutes, didn't he? Yeah, and, of course, the Muggletons. Yeah, of course, uh, yeah. The, the, the most recent one. Mm. Uh, um, there is another one because I know I've written it down, but it's just temporarily – uh, mm. Oh yeah, Harold and Pete Roberts. Ah yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that uh, might uh,
1: might well end up being it, mightn't they? Because I mean, with Jamie Hewitt's family, there were three generations of them on the books at one time or another, but only Jamie played for
0: the first team. And if all things go well, Leatherham might book the trend because you know Josh Law and Pete Roberts didn't make very many appearances, sort no. of one or two or whatever <laughs> between them.
1: No, that's uh, very true. Yeah.
0: Uh, um, and and Paul, you know. You, you know, you miss football from a from a work perspective as well as a an enjoyment perspective. You know, how, how important is it for for the morale of supporters to to actually start to be able to talk about stuff on the park again?
2: Yeah, I think they just can't wait. I think these, I know, uh, you know, little tidbits from the, the football club. I know that you've been doing the quizzes as well, but certain things like that have helped over the course of the the summer, haven't they? Really, just to try and get. You know, uh, games being watched, you know, the the reruns of popular matches uh, over the course of lockdown and everything have been what they what they've needed to, to see, you know, just to get them, uh, you know, um, sort of feeling it again. And, and, you know, it's getting closer, isn't it, where uh, the where the fans can come back into the ground. Um, it, it might be a little wild. I know there's some test events uh, going to be happening soon. Uh, but from a fans' point of view, you just, just want to be able to see live football. I, I guess from a Chesterfield fans' point of view, in particular as well, is that look they've got a new a new um, board and they're just a new new ownership in the club and they just want to get involved and go and watch the team and and try and support. it. It's a, just can't wait to get going really. And I think that that game at Belpa helped. It's a shame about Matlock uh, last Tuesday. Um, tomorrow's behind closed doors, I believe. Is it? Is that right? Yeah. Still, I, yeah, I think, so far, yeah. So um, so uh, at the moment, I think the home game against guys is behind closed doors, but you know that may end up being a test event. I don't know. It's uh, but they just can't can't wait to get back and and watching the the team again.
0: And your view, Paul, on the shape of the Sparrites squad at the moment? Yeah, obviously not humongous changes from last year, which a lot of people, of course, be worried about. But of course, with that nucleus of players. Um, a great record from, from John Pemberton was it seven two two I think uh, in in the latter stages of the season before it was curtailed. So you know he's he obviously has got a way of getting something out of though that particular group of players.
2: Yeah, that, that set of players was in playoff form, wasn't there, before uh, mm. before it ended. I think they were just knocked out of the playoffs by that hammering uh, by uh, by Notts County, I think, or, or something like that. It might have been Harrogate defeat at home or whatever. But, it, you know, they've shown true spirit, haven't they, really, you know, going into the second half of the season? Because Chesterfield were... We're in real trouble, weren't they? So I think it, it, they've done done well there, and a few additions. Uh, obviously, money is extremely tight. Mm. I like the fact I haven't seen him play. Granted, Milan Butterfield, but by all accounts, he, he, he sat in front of the back four and even slotted into the back four, enabling some of the centre halves to to push on with that uh, that system. Is it three five two that I think? Uh, Pemberton mm. likes to be playing, so I, I think he he sits in nicely. Uh, he wanted, didn't he? He wanted an experienced goalkeeper rather than going to a youngster. And I think Latherin's going to be uh, Latherin's going to be fine. Um, mm. I think Coddington's going to be out for a little bit longer than they actually anticipate. So I think it was wise to get somebody somebody in it of experience, you know, rather than going to a youngster coming in, uh, you know, who's uh, just a little bit green behind the behind the ears and whatnot. So. Um, I anticipate that he wants a a, a winger, uh, a left-sided player in particular, because they're a little bit top-heavy in the middle of the park. So that's why the trialist was uh, sort of trialled and see if they could add anything. It obviously didn't quite work out for him. Um, I think they're just about clear in the strikes department, aren't they? I think that's Mm -hmm. about right. Um, Defensively, it's virtually the same defence as last season. Plenty of experience now. Expect Yarni to kick on. And and whatnot. And the signings of Hollis as well, just had experience as well. Hollis and Maguire are going to be fighting for the left hand sided central defender shirt. So I think, you know, going into the second half of last season, I think uh, he's he's happy with the squad that he's got. He's obviously got something out of them that that, that was sadly missing hmm. in the first half of last season.
0: And I think you're you're right in saying that you're a winger so he can play three five two or four four two um, uh, uh, it, it is needed with probably I would think Stuart uh, a left sider because whilst David Buchanan is is decent on that um, left wing-back role and certainly fine if it's a back four at left-back. Yes. The the, the fact and Cropper's fine down the right-hand side as a wing-back, uh, but it, it's that left side that if you do want uh, to play a more attacking uh, p- positional left, left uh, wing back. You want somebody with a little bit more mobility than Buchanan, although Buchanan did do pretty well at Belper in that, uh, in in that role uh, the other week. But yes, if there's one position to be had, that seems to be it to you.
1: I, yes. I, don't, I think you're right. And I think um, in, in reports, the manager was, was saying, first of all, wasn't he, that people will, uh, will know what position that uh, he wants to fill. Um, Rather than him having to say it, and then I think a few days later he went and said it himself, didn't he? Yeah. And it was the uh, left-sided um, yeah. going forward from midfield sort of position that um, that needs to be strengthened. And yeah, yeah. You you could look, I suppose, even if you've got a, a reasonably decent squad elsewhere, you could still look and think, well, oh, I wouldn't mind another one of these, and I wouldn't mind someone else who can play there, you know. But but we are how we are, and we're only going to have a, a certain amount of money to spend, um, and he's got to sort of stretch it evenly over all parts of the field, hasn't he? And it is that really, left wing spot that's that's lacking at the minute. The the,
0: the good thing about the Velper the game, and I know you can't read everything into an hour before substitution started happening left, right and centre against a, a, a team that's at the the same level of the likes of Michelover Sports or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but the eleven starting players well, the 11 players that started, even you know, with Tyson not, not participating in the game, despite being named on the t- team sheets, felt, felt a little bit He told me, after the game. Um, there were 11 square pegs in 11 square holes. And uh, it's been a long time since we've been able to think that way, Paul.
2: Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's been it's been a while, hasn't it? There's been no sort of shifting about how oh, he can he can play there. It's everybody mm. into their own uh, position, isn't it as as yeah. well? And I think that that sets it up nice. And it certainly breathes that look. That's your role in the team. You stay there. You know, if if need be, you might have to shift on occasions, but it shouldn't be as a permanent because it doesn't quite work all the time. So you've got to have your best players in the best positions, and you know, obviously. It it, it it just helps, doesn't it? Because if if you've got a, an attacker uh, uh, going up front, you can't expect him to drop into midfield all the time. Liam Mandeville is a, is a player who prefers, I think, to uh, to sit behind the strikers and play there. Well, playing he doesn't often be a target man or anything like that, or even playing the wing might not be his position. Um, but be, playing the best players in their best particular roles, I think, is uh, is well, it's going to age you going forward, isn't it?
0: And when you do play. Sort of a three-five-two position, you do open up the opportunity for that number ten role for the likes of uh, Mandeville and Rowley, whose best football has been played mm-hmm. at number ten a year or two ago. But mm. that, that formation has hardly been used in the last in the last year or two pre pre Pemberton, and uh, uh, you know that's one of the uh, things that we'd all as Chesterfield supporters love to see Joe Rowley have a good season. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, I I, th- I agree. I think that uh, it's his turn now, isn't it? Really, you know, if he wants to be a uh, a footballer going forward, I think he must be in his last year of his his contract yeah, or something yeah, coming up. Every, every, um, yeah, you know, he's got he's got to make it the position his own. I know that he's in competition with Mandeville for that position behind, but. You know, we've we've seen Joe Rowley going forward. He's got plenty of goals for the club, hasn't he? Gets into good positions. It's just bringing it out of him. I don't. I don't know what. Obviously, might might have fallen out with the manager last one. I mean, he wouldn't be the only one, would he? But I mean, it's um, <laughs> it's. Um, you know he's got to make this position i think maybe john pemberton perhaps has a word believe in him it's also up to joe though isn't it to do to mm-hmm. perform for his manager you know give him a, an arm around the shoulder and a little chat in his ear if if things aren't aren't working for him but yeah. you know make it your own it's it's always nice to see a footballer that's come through you know our ranks to uh, to make it you know and, and get going forward because he really was a breath of fresh air in that horrendous season uh, a couple of seasons ago wasn't he, when uh, under Gary Caldwell so you know he, he was you know it's he, something we could sort of hold a hat on in the end of end of that poor season so mm. yeah we've got to uh, he, he's got to sort of make it his own now grasp the chance
0: and another homegrown that Pemberton's clearly got trusted is Jamie Sharman who uh, came on at half time if i remember at uh, at Belper and, and and made the run from the back right through the middle in you know classic run from the back style to, uh, it was an inadvertent pass to Smith for the absolute crackerjack of a goal. But he, he made the run through, saw Smith, played the ball. It, it did loop off somebody else, off a defender's foot perfectly for Smith as it turned out. But clearly there's, there's trust, Stuart, in Sharman, in mm-hmm. having had him at Kidderminster as well as being in the youth team when Pemberton was, was running that show.
1: Yes, that there would certainly appear to be, and that's that's really good. I I saw him um, once or twice for for town um, shortly before the season was abandoned. Um, after Pemberton came back in, you know, um, and he looked as though he might have played 150 games for us. Mm. Never mind one or one or two. You know, there seems to be a a quiet sort of self confidence and a self assurance about him. Um, he, he's not demonstrative uh, just comes on and goes about doing the business that he's been told to do during the course of the game and that's fantastic
0: and Rawson, Rawson, Rawson another, uh, as, as another uh, one played the full 90 minutes, only him and yanni played all 90 minutes at, at mm. Belper and Rawson wasn't anticipating that he only came in for the last minute switch for, for Tyson mm. but um, yeah he's somebody, Pemberton said this week Yeah, you know, he just needs a goal to to get going, but mm. he's got a work ethic, Paul, hasn't he, to uh, to stand a chance? Yeah,
2: Rawson has. Yeah, he's, he's somebody who's, who's got goals sort of further down. Again, and somebody who, you know, slightly, I think he's a year or two younger than Joe Rowley. I think uh, I, I'm, mm. I'm not too sure on the top of that. He might be like just about a year younger, but, you know, somebody who's got, got opportunity as well and he knows where the back of the net is. He's got plenty of goals for the youth team. Um, he's got plenty of goals when he's been on loan as well for Brighouse Town and, uh, and other clubs such as that. Uh, I think he had a short spell with Matlock, didn't he? He's got goals for Sheffield FC when he's been on loan. I think he's done his loan spells now. Mm. Um, and playing uh, against the is important. Exa- exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he's got to sort of be in and around our squad now. And, and take the chance and it, oh for a reserve team that's what that's what you'd uh, you'd want really but obviously there's <laughs> there's not enough manpower in to have a reserve team you, you would feel um, at present but maybe that's something they could look at in the future. We well, have the under twenty one don't we? Yeah, that's true. the under yeah. twenty one
0: and I think uh, there are quite a few teams that play under twenty three. So yeah, you mm-hmm. could play arranged friendly under twenty threes and uh, uh, yeah. include the likes of of, of Ross in that. But one for your little. Um, Note in your margins, Stuart, I was chatting with Luke at one of the under-19 games at Claycross Town, and his dad, of course, a big Chesterfield fan, and Luke did reveal that his first name came about after being named after Luke Beckett. Oh, right. That makes me feel old now.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I don't think Luke Ross is
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, what a, what a <laughs> striker Luke Beckett yeah. as well He can score as many goals as him What a brilliant, uh, brilliant yeah. striker great, great acquisition he was for uh, Chesterfield Football Club with uh, many pieces Of paper that he had to sign yes. as
0: well yeah. so. he, he, he did sign an awful lot Of pieces of paper, didn't he? he? Did. he did. There he did. you go, that, that, that's more memories That we don't want to necessarily uh, yes. uh, uh, Bring about one, one of the things That people always uh, uh, Try and gathering their own mind and debate with the pals about is what the, the, the best first 11 is. And, you know, whilst we're probably not going into the entire 11 now, um, the question I'll ask is what would your first choice two strikers be? Of got, course, got mm-hmm. we've been talking about Tom Denton, Nathan Tyson and Scott Bowden. Last season, Bowden and Denton as a combination were extremely effective. Um, yeah, with a very good record uh, when they started matches together, uh, as opposed to when they didn't, when one of them didn't start, it was much, much better points per game. Uh, but of course, we saw the devastation of Tyson, particularly in that second half against Ebsfleet and what he can bring to the team. But maybe mm. as time ticks by, he, he may be a more regular substitute. And Rawson with the rawness. Is, you know, is he going to be the man to start match number one against Wheelston? So who would you pick against Wheelston up front, Stuart? Um, it's whether
1: you start with Tyson or whether you bring him on, isn't it, really? Whether, whether you, know, you bring him on late in the game, um, from, from which position he has scored hat-tricks for Chesterfield. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I suppose you start with Tom Denton. Um and you probably rotate um, Bowden and Tyson in that particular game. There may be others where you want to start with um, Tyson and Bowden if you're more intent on sort of playing on the ground, you know. I suppose.
0: Um, yes, so I, I, I my pick would be, as it stands today, Denton and, and Bowden to start hmm. for you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I agree. They've got enough in, in them in the tank. Those two really to uh, to start the the season, especially if uh, Nathan Tyson's not quite as fit. Uh, he might be in a in a couple of weeks. But yeah, with uh, Rawson sort of chomping at the bit to try and get Bowden's shirt or even Denton's shirt, you know, to uh, to come on. But yeah, I would start with uh, an experienced pair of, of Denton and Bowden. and and Tyson as a a substitute as well. But it's going to be rotational, isn't it? Because there's a lot of Saturday-Tuesday games coming up, uh, if possible. So I think you you might see a combination of quite a few of them going Mm. forward. And it's a bit like the 84-85 when they had Phil Walker and Emos playing uh, different roles away from home and at home and uh, and Bob Newton and and whatnot. So it's all a a mixture, really, of of what strike is. Sometimes a little bit horses for courses, I think, as well.
0: Yeah, and you want... A manager to think about selecting teams sometimes dependent upon their opponents. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, uh, yeah. If you play a typical Solihull Moors team, you want people who won't get bullied quite as much you as do, if you yeah. play a, 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 a footballing team that tries to keep it on the on the deck and be a little bit quicker, like Barrow were or something along those lines. You you might want to select different uh, different different approaches. And we did touch on those two defeats at the back end of last season. Of course, they were against Harrogate and Notts County, who were two of the teams of the the, the season, of, of course. And uh, mm. to see Lloyd Kerry scoring Harrogate's first goal as a senior player, yeah. albeit in the League Cup. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, well done, uh, Chesterfield own. So, uh, and, and talking about uh, relatively early on in the season, I think it was due not too far away, Macclesfield fixture. Uh, at at home due on a Tuesday night. The away fixture was a Tuesday night as well. But um, on the face of it, they'll not be occurring for the sake of um, um, a few hundred thousand pounds. It's akin to Accrington in the early 60s, isn't it? It's Mm. a huge amount of money, but it's not about COVID. It's about a series of bad management over a long period of time. You have to say, Stuart, it's been coming
1: well it has for a number of seasons hasn't it with them unfortunately um you know this isn't by any means their first appearance in in the high court with with this sort of thing and they're regularly paying players late um sometimes not at all um and it just builds up and builds up doesn't it and eventually i suppose uh the the court just loses its patience, as I think happened on this time. It would have been interesting to see if they hadn't have been relegated, whether they could have presented enough of a business plan to be able to convince the court that they could pay this money off in a reasonable amount of time. Um, but it certainly has been coming there, as it has at one or two other clubs, um, including several others in that sort of northwest region, which is odd, but, you know, unfortunate
0: yes uh, and and whilst not one of the uh, long-serving football league clubs uh ball they've been a, a senior non-league club and a bounce club into the football league they went up a couple of years ago of course uh so so at this national league level they'll be they'll be perhaps more sadly missed than they would be from the football league
2: yeah i'd, I'd say so um you know they were always battling there they obviously uh, beat Chesterfield, didn't they, in the FA Cup uh, on hmm. penalties um, when they were still a non-league side?
0: Uh, yeah, that was, really, that in... was um, the Saturday after we'd drawn four-four at Liverpool, if I remember. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: yeah,
2: it was. Uh, yeah, it was some hmm. some news, wasn't it? There, uh, it was in a replay, wasn't it? Lee turnbull scored a wonderful uh, wonderful a, overhead wonderful kick. Overhead kick. Yes. Yeah, in uh, the in the, the, uh, the, the second hmm. I remember the first game. And I've never oh. been so cold in all my life mm-hmm. at Moss rose on the open terrace. The mm-hmm. It was freezing. Chesterfield took an absolute boatload of fans across. And it mm-hmm. was remarkable uh, just the amount, the, the amount of fans that were there. But the, just freezing over the tops. And it's, uh, it's I've been there when I've commentated curious, on a game it? against uh, Dover. Maxfield against Dover. I've commentated uh, on that game. And that was abandoned at halftime due to fog. And there was no fog around uh, anywhere close, you know, to be. So, and uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's really sad news. Of course, there's been a bit of a yo-yo side, haven't they, since uh, mm. since coming up and and going down again. So, you know, this time the finances have kind of hit them uh, really, really hard, and it's uh, it's a real shame. And I, I hate to see football clubs lose their uh, sort of licences, etc. Et you know, um, it just. Um, from a CD point of view, as well, it's, it kind of goes out the window when you've got to lose them, you know, and all the, the, the results are expunged. Fortunately, the season hasn't started, but Macclesfield won't be in it this no. season. No, it's um, a real shame. It's very day. sort of. Like, one of the ironies,
0: of course, it signed eight players during the course of the season. And even yeah. Johnny Whitaker to come out of retirement, he'd signed yeah. a, a players contract to, alongside doing a bit of coaching as, as well. So that shows you that, uh, you yeah, know. You, you're signing players when you've got absolutely no money or less. Yeah. So, uh, uh, um, and, you know, it shows sometimes the teeth that the authorities have got or no teeth, I suppose, uh, to be able mm. to, to see these things for what they, uh, for what they are, you know, the, and say the Macclesfield thing has been bubbling up for, for two, three, four years.
1: Yeah, but the way the game yeah. is set up at the moment it is impossible, I suppose, for a league or anything like that to, um, impress a change of ownership upon a football club isn't it you know
0: yeah, and yeah. All, all the leagues are, are, are run by in essence the member clubs oh
1: yeah yeah so, so they're run by the very people that you want to get rid of it's yeah you know <laughs> how's that gonna work
0: yeah it's, it's weird isn't it really
2: you'd, you'd think there'd be some sort of fund there and with instant removal of the current board because they've allowed to get this situation in hand uh, as if there was some sort of drip feed fund to to be there or some sort mm. of security fund within the league themselves because mm. no club wants to be in that situation. And it's, um, well, I mean, it's, well, it's not good, is it? I mean, it's, it, this is going to happen more and more often, I'm afraid, as well uh, as the course of the mm. season. I think we might see further clubs going out of the league uh, this particular season as well. So it's a,
0: yeah, so, it's so a, you, you want your apt to sort of thing, don't you? But for the uh, yeah. organisations mm. rather than... Yeah. Uh, Anything else? Not- yeah, that's, that's no bad thing, and uh, something that the authorities ought to be considering, especially you know, there's that much money flushing around in football. And whilst, you know, I, I, I'm I'm one of the people that think there's absolutely no relationship with Gareth Bale getting half a million pound a week and half a million pound being Macclesfield's penalty. No. Like, you know, if if you can't pay your mortgage, you don't expect your neighbour to pay it, do you? So yeah, uh, yeah well, exactly. Um, yeah, you know, you, I understand why people. Why people think that way, but it's all about getting your house in order, and that's Mm. probably why the takeover by the trust at Chesterfield has come at the right time. And, um, you know, I'll I'll put the club in a position where hopefully it will be financially prudently run for the long term, and there'll be plenty of clubs that still won't be, and I'll I'll unfortunately fall by the, the wayside or have to make major, major cuts and, um, you know, do do what Macclesfield did last season, have to play the youth team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, Uh, I noticed with interest that the um, Guernsey team that was going to play in the Isthmian League, which is a few notches below where we are on the the pyramid, have managed to have their membership suspended for next season so that, you know, if everything is back to normal the following season, they can rejoin without any kind of... Punishment or, or relegation or anything like that,
0: you know. And in Levain, Isle of Man have, have applied for one of the Northwest Leagues as well, haven't they? I think. So, mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, good, good to see. I, I, I'd miss that, Stuart. Thanks for that. That's mm. uh, very, very, very useful. Carry on with the football theme, of course. Uh, just build at Alfreton Saturday lunchtime behind closed doors. It'll be like playing a team in Hungary. I think <laughs> not
1: do it. Really? Oh, there's uh, uh, over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, fortunately, you will be able st- to get
2: in,
0: Phil. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, yeah, hopefully, I'll be able to report on, on on another step forward in in performance. I'm never bothered about results. I'm much more bothered about performance. Mm-hmm. Than yeah. We spoke earlier about about Butterfield, and yeah, what what I admired about him was his ability to play when he'd not got the ball at his feet, what he was doing was availing himself in space to both the back four and his fellow midfielders all the time when he'd not got the ball. And I was walking out of the ground, I'm going to chat with John Pemberton, after we'd done all the formalities and everything, we're just going back to uh, our cars or whatever. And uh, um, I sort of said, whilst we're not on the same level, he's he's, he's, he's the sort of player that reminds me of a Mark Allett type Mm. that nobody notices but always wins the player's player of the year. And, uh, was it, who, who was he, the,
1: sorry who was the manager who once said something along the lines of Andy Kowalski being a good player uh, when he hasn't got the ball or something like yeah, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, at, at a supporters meeting which of course yeah. was uh, taken entirely the wrong way
0: yeah <laughs> I know a lot of players like that they're much mm. better players when they've not got the ball
1: yeah yeah <laughs> 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 mm.
0: Uh, and yeah, so so yeah, he looks as though he can play that unsung role, whilst also having a bit of natural attacking instinct in him as well. So uh, looking forward to seeing if he kicks on and uh, uh, and develops. Of course, Alfred in a little bit um, higher standard than than Belpa um, with Lee Shore in their ranks, of course. Mm, yeah, yeah. Thomas uh, um, yeah, but it's important now for the likes of. Weston and Tyson and uh, Hollis and Regan Hutchinson. I don't, I'm not sure why he wasn't at, at Belper uh, to get some minutes in the, in the tank. Because with that Matlock game off, as we alluded to earlier on, um, you, know, you want everybody to get as many minutes as they, as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Whether, whether those three will be risked, we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see. None of them were particularly serious. But um, you know, I'd rather them not be risked. At, uh, at at this stage so um but it is encouraging as well the language that pemberton's using about overall fitness paul because that yeah. is something that that has been spoken about a lot whether whether it's been valid or not i don't know but uh, um you know because you can be fit, but the wrong sort of fit. You know, it's a different sort of fitness to run 100 meters as it is to run a marathon. And mm. um, um, it's about getting them into the right shape for the, for the game of football, Paul, isn't it? Yeah, it
2: is. I'm, I'm just I'm just a bit worried that Chester uh, are going to be uh, slow starters in this in this particularly due to the fact that they've not been able to play uh, as many games as other sides have have done. You know, uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll make up for it if if the season starts or it. Uh, or it's just temporarily postponed, you know, um, or, or whatnot, I'm not I'm not sure, but they'll, they'll need to get some games under their legs as well, I mean Weston's not played, and I you know he's only played one and, and whatnot, but, you know, I'm just a bit worried that they're going to be a bit slow to, to get out the, uh the starting blocks with this, because uh, they want promotion, they've got to start well, haven't they, really, and yeah. although yeah. it's not how you, you start, it's how you finish, It's uh, it doesn't half help later on in the season. Yes, it? Uh,
0: yes, is no no, quite, yeah, yes, uh, as as Paul Cook always used to say, you know, you only play a team at home once, and it's worth three points, so it doesn't really matter when you get them. But it only matters yeah. where you finish at the end. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, and it, it, it's, it's like this game's more important than others. Well, there's still only three points on. Yeah. <laughs> on yeah. offer, isn't there? Yeah,
2: I yeah. remember. Uh, yeah, Paul, Paul Cook as well telling me. Uh, one time, I think Chester played well in one particular game or, or, or something like that. Um, I think it was against Leeds, or, or, or yeah, I think it might have been Leeds or something. But play, cool. play, really, played them off the park in the first half, really good, really good. Uh, how proud are you of the team? Blah blah blah, and whatnot. It says, Well, I'm very proud of the, the performance, but we still lost, yeah. You know, so, uh, at the end of the day, we still it's, it's still a defeat, and everything yeah. doesn't matter how well you play if you lose the game. You're not going to work. You're not going to collect any points. Not I'm not using Leeds as an example there, but uh, in terms of points mm. collecting. But um, but no, you, you need to, uh, you know, back up performance with victory at the end of the day, don't you?
0: Yeah, no, we, we, I, I spoke to him after many batterings that we'd end up losing 1-0. And, you know, you ask, mm. were there any positives in that? And he never used to want to say there was a positive in the defeat. So, uh, uh, But he also would sometimes say there wasn't positives in a win when <laughs> <and> they'd not <laughs> oh, played yeah. very well and, and, and spawned one up as well. Mm. So, yeah. uh, um, Obviously, the season kicks off against Wheelston, uh, a little bit like our first match at this level against Ebsley, into the unknown, Stuart. Uh, um, very much. And Kings Lynn the, only thing well. I can, the only
1: thing I can tell you about Wheelston apart from where it is in the world, is um, the man who used to print the fanzine for me, as a Wheelston fan.
0: Oh, right. There uh, you go. That's, uh, that's uh, something we didn't know. <laughs> and, of course, we, you know, if you do know where Wheelston is, don't go there. It's in Lip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Another one of these clubs that's sort of moved about a bit over the last few years, have not they?
0: Yeah. 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 So, so, and, of course, formerly uh, Stuart Pierce's club, I suppose mm-hmm. that's probably, probably the most well-known player who's ever uh, uh, ever Ryslip's played for him Ryslip's a tube line isn't it I think it's it is West Ryslip is mm. that right yeah. No, that's, that's, well yeah West is nice Ryslip. probably still in Rice slip it's probably nearer yeah. to Ryslip than Wilston is <laughs> yeah <laughs> and of course it used to be Harrow and Wielston many moons ago didn't it mm-hmm. yeah um, we played Harrow Borough in the in the yeah. cup seems so to think about was it Bowden and Bowdoin <laughs> scored that day Bowden certainly scored it did and, yeah uh, Bowden, no, Bowden and Davis. Gave Bowden and Davis. Davis but, uh, so, yeah. Yes, you, you had an interesting uh, commentary position, I seem to remember, Paul. Yes, behind the goal. Behind the goal, yes.
2: Yeah. Behind the goal, and we were in the chairman's office behind the goal with uh, boxes <laughs> for behind, uh, put on our equipment on. And we had to open the window to get the crowd noise with the effects mic going outside as well. And uh, <laughs> yeah, seeing the two goals that Chesterfield scored was a little bit uh, on the tough side. We could see the ball hit the back of the net, but and, and only when they sort of ran away, mm. we find out who's actually uh, who's actually scored and whatnot. But uh, it was yes. a very interesting. But they were very accommodating. And yes, um, were, I'm a little bit of a Harrow Borough fan from that from that particular yes. game.
0: Oh, well done you, well done you. Let's 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 talk about stuff off the pitch. There was the question and answer session last week. Another one, as we speak, is uh, is going on. You were there, Paul. Your uh, your overall impressions before we start talking about specific bits.
2: Yeah, very impressive, uh, very impressive presentation from Mike Goodman. You can see he's done that uh, before, can't you? Uh... Um, just to tell, outline the, the the sort of uh, what's happened, you know, the the role leading up to uh, the the purchase of the the football club, what they hope to have in the immediate uh, time, and what they hope to do in in the future as well. It was it was impressive. Everybody spoke uh, well, didn't they, of their particular uh, roles uh, in you know and and whatnot. Uh, they they no, I was I was very impressed with it as well. And there was you know they were. Uh, only too happy to answer questions in particular. They didn't sort of uh, skirt away from any particular issue. I didn't feel so. Uh, no, I was I was uh, thoroughly impressed with it, and uh, hopefully they can build on that going forward. Um,
0: and and Stuart, you know, uh, um, is is that wave of optimism still there amongst people that you speak to? Uh,
1: yes, yes, certainly is. Um, you know, everybody is absolutely delighted that the club is now in the hands um, of, of sort of Chesterfield people, you know, um, that, that makes hell of a difference to everybody's kind of confidence in the club and confidence in the idea that it's going to be run um, more correctly, if you like, in future. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you need that kind of feeling, don't you? Um, you know, you need the feeling that if mistakes are to be made, then there'll be honest mistakes, um, you know, and people will, front up and apologize and things like that. Um, obviously, you don't want mistakes if you can avoid it, but um, but you need that kind of feeling that that the club is being taken care of um, internally, you know, mm-hmm. if before you can, or at least I do, before I can completely sort of commit to what's going on on the pitch, you know. It would be great if, if the amateur due diligence club never had to sort of go on Google again or anything like that, you know, um, I'm sure we won't have to ever, uh, while ever it's in the hands of the trust.
0: Um, well, the, f- the first couple of appointments, they've, they, they made Bridget Ball from a marketing point of view, Jenny Shaw from a football secretary point of view, on, on the face of it, seem to be positive. Bridget's been, uh, uh, you know, has got great knowledge of lots of businesses in Chesterfield, trying to eat hmm. money out of them to advertise on peak FM for the, last few years exactly the type of person that we've said we've not had uh uh, for 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 a long time so knowing what companies have got money knowing what spend limits are before they have to go to the head office in london or whatever all important pieces of information
1: yeah and the the local element that you um described there is absolutely crucial Uh, several of the people who have been appointed to a similar sort of position in the past weren't local people and paid absolutely no attention to the idea that there were local contacts and local sponsors and things that have been with the club for many years. And these, you know, the local people were shut out almost. Um, Mm. And, you know, she's got a job on getting a lot of people back who have been lost over the last few years. But um, she appears to be the right sort of person to do it, I think.
0: And with with Jim Brown there as well, who's always (laughs) had a, a great knack of keeping people involved as well it seems like a a a good team and paul with the i'm not going to say sad demise of peak fm because you know it's it's a a change in in policy and a change in uh, everything else there Mm. will perhaps be uh be be businesses out there who wanting to keep advertising on something that they perceive as being more local than the greatest hits radio has has become and bridget will know all of those people
2: yeah I, indeed uh, i'm 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 pretty certain about that as well and um, yeah getting advertising uh, for the for the football club might priority, a goodwill i think is is a certain element as well it's got to uh, you know use the media local press and whatnot just to say look we're new owners we're Chesterfield fans you know, Bringing the love back to the football club, isn't it? Yeah. In in many respects, you know, there's got to be uh, advertising. You know, get advertising on on buses going round the the ground, you know, and and, and whatnot. You know, put the adver- put the adverts on the buses and send them into Sheffield, you know. So as well, just to say, look, you know, we're we're here, we're still here, and uh, you know, we'd we'd like your support as well. And I think there's been a huge surge intake in uh, in Spire Lotto um, as well, which is brilliant news um so I, I think that's only one way he can come back I, I, I can't remember the figure that mike goodwin mentioned about how much that is to the club per per annum mm. but it's uh it's a player so you know uh, yeah. i think um or a member of backroom staff or something that can go towards as well so if 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 ever there's a an allowance of fans to come back and then we can get Concerts being played, you know, at the football club, uh, correctly, of course, you know. So um then it's a way forward, and it's a, I suppose it's a drip effect, isn't it? Because there's football being played in the in the lounges tomorrow night on the big screen, so you know that's that's one thing into a certain mini pub element that they're, they're trying to get, and I think yeah. you know it's these little things as well that can sometimes lead to to large things, and you know, no, I can only see sort of positive things that are coming from it with local people doing the sort of bidding for the for the football club and yeah and you know no i think it's a good and smart move to get people in with experience
0: and of course it's uh, the first sunday lunch uh, that they're trying on sunday as well of which i'll be uh, i'll be there and jenny the new football secretary uh, eight years at nottingham forest as assistant uh, secretary there so clearly somebody who who knows the the football world so we've got mm. a local marketeer and a uh, and, and somebody who knows the football world filling in the forms and uh, everything along those lines. So, so that that feels as though it's it, it's a couple of good off the field appointments and more yeah. on the field associated with it. John Dungworth returning to the club. He had a, a, a short spell here a few years ago with the uh, the youth team. Very experienced footballer, very experienced coach, and um, you know clearly got the trust of. John Pemberton. So, uh, Stuart, that, that, again, on the face of it, seems to be a, a reasonable appointment.
1: That might turn out to be the most important appointment of the season out of all the players and, and people that, 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 that we have and will go on to a point i think uh vastly experienced chap who uh, who knows the business of being number two to a manager doesn't he he's he's been an assistant uh, manager in a number of other different clubs um very much same sort of feel of alan nil about it you know um mm-hmm. and he's done a tremendous job um with other clubs as an assistant to a manager Cause it must be a particular sort of skill almost it must take mm-hmm. a particular sort of person to be um comfortable in that situation and confident in themselves and to be able to work like that you know
0: uh, and, well, and, if, and to uh, be able to got stand got to, up sorry, and argue Phil. with manager yeah stand up and argue with a manager if he doesn't mm-hmm. think he's yeah. making the right call
1: mm.
2: yeah in, indeed yeah i think i think you're right there um you know um, both of these the benefit that We'll go, touching back to a previous point they we were on about with uh, Jamie Sharman uh, and Luke Rawson and, and Joe Rowley, is that these two managers believe in young players. You know, uh, D, you know, uh, John Pemberton, Academy at Sheffield United and Forest and at Chesterfield as well. John Dunworth, Academy at Sheffield United, at Huddersfield, has worked at Chesterfield uh, youth team and, and whatnot. So they believe in young players getting them to be developed and whatnot. They know the sort of ways and how they can they can sort of bring them on. Because, I mean, by and large of it, Chester aren't going to be able to go out and sign uh, lots of players. So they're going to have to start using, the, the, using their own as well. So, and you mm-hmm. know, these are two experienced guys that are able to work and cajole these players and use it to the club's benefit.
0: And just in case people were wondering, Neil Cluxton, who performed that role in the second half of last season... Uh, did declare that he wasn't interested in it from a permanent point of view. He wanted to go back to running the, right. let's call it the academy, even though it's technically not the academy mm-hmm. now, but we all, we all know what we mean by mm-hmm. it. So uh, you know, he de- he declared himself not available uh, uh, rather than being overlooked, uh, if people think that that's the uh, the situation, because obviously they you were know, assisting Pemberton last season. was He <laughs> must have done a fairly good job because of the, yeah. the result. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. something he wanted to, to, to carry on indefinitely and uh, d- did uh, make it known that, that he didn't want to be considered for that, for a permanent position. So, uh, uh, you yeah, know, just in case people were wondering about about that, he hasn't been stepped on or anything along, uh, uh, along those lines. And, you know, of course, none of us will know whether he would have been appointed if it had been interested. Uh, uh, but one suspects that uh, he would have had a very, very good uh, uh, shot at being a, the chosen person based on what, mm. what he'd done in that, that period at the, yeah, in January last, last, last year. And, of course, he's now got a, a, a real task to get some of these uh, uh, younger players, under-19s, under I think they're running an under-17s team as well, uh, um, You know, looking around the local leagues, looking around the players that have been released by by other league clubs and and trying to see if they're, they're people that can can do a job and and being an under 19 team rather than under 18 team you've got that opportunity to get people who are that little bit more physically mature as well yeah hmm. so yes uh,
2: i've i've always wondered whether um, it was worth it at the time is that in some way, getting an under 21 side into Mm. a Saturday men's league, you know, sort of lower down Central Midlands Mm -hmm. type of thing. So that they're they're playing competitive football on a Saturday and getting some regular games after they've left sort of 18 because they seem to go into a bit of a void footballers when they when they stop being youth players at 18. It's as if it's as if they can't become footballers, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's only two spots available. Well, you know, everybody matures in a different way. You know, there's nothing to say that they can't be at one club and they could, they could be another. Well, just try and keep hold of them as long as they can, you know, and 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 develop into into a footballer later on, and then playing in men's league on a regular basis because they de- they've got no step up from youth mm-hmm. team football straight into uh, the first mm-hmm. team football. Is a yeah, so, and
0: it, 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 it makes you wonder whether the likes of Jordan Burrow would be regulars at Chesterfield now had that yeah. had that been around yeah. uh, the yeah. time playing. For um is it is it Boston? Is it Boston? Is that now? I oh, think he is, is back Boston. now, yeah. 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 Uh, and and you know, but yes and that that's something, but of course, you know, the the, the costs of that at the moment are are not practical. Yes. But at least the, the under nineteen and the under seventeens are giving people a chance. And Chesterfield has still got locally uh, a status. You know, regardless of where the first team is as a club, yeah. it's still got a status greater than uh, um some of the other local uh, outfits without any question of a doubt. But, and over the years, has produced a lot of people who are now involved with the type of clubs that we might be poaching players off at that level. You know, David Hull at Clipston, for example, a former Chesterfield player and his assistant is Dale Sprague, who used to be an academy coach. So there's a good link of people out there that, that are known mm. to... Uh, uh, to Chesterfield, Jordan Borough, you know, under-21 manage, assistant manager at Claycross Town, as well as being a being a player, you know, and uh, um, you know, it's, it's it's all useful to have got that link yeah. out there, and, and something like Pemberton will make use of it. I'm not sure Dean Saunders, with the greatest respect, Eric <laughs> Colwell will have done because they don't, no. that's not the circles that they've moved in. But, the, no. but yeah. one, one of the things I've said to the powers that be at the club that's particularly refreshing even though I hate saying it is they realize what we are they realize we're a non league club
1: yes yes yeah then just you when you do. were describing earlier on um a, a, about the leagues that we're in and, and all that sort of thing I, I i you know hallelujah really isn't it that that there is that realization uh, because with that realization you suddenly find yourself able to run the club properly
0: i think yeah uh, I, I, absolutely. And one of the things, you know, from from my perspective that I want the club to move on sooner rather than later. And I think they've been a little bit tardy is I know they've called for volunteers and they've sort of said Oh, there's stuff in the ground that we want to do, whether that's cleaning up a bit or weeding or polishing or whatever it might be. Yeah. But I want to see that coming out more. I want to see more of fundraising uh, uh, activities. And that's not bucket rattling that's give somebody something for the money that they spend that raises a few quid along the way uh uh you know which may be dinners or quizzes or sunday lunches or whatever it's not got to be Mm. bucket rattling and and i want to see more of that being in the headlines and visible rather than oh yeah that's something we'll get round Mm. to we need to be round to it now and that's Mm, that's what i want to see see happening a, a, a a little a little bit with a little bit more urgency. It's all well and good saying, "Oh, we've got enough money in the bank for a while." Yeah, well, let's yeah. more in then, yeah, and and and, yeah. and that, and you know, I would like to think that some of the members on the board uh, will pick up on that and uh, and involve other people to, to try and you know, not not necessarily just paid people at the club, but mm. other people who have, uh, are, are organisers to uh uh, to go out and organize things whatever that might be you know and uh, but yeah they certainly wanted to use the physical ground a lot more which is terrific yeah Uh, uh, and i know it's impossible to plan a lot of things at the moment because because Mm -hmm. because. so it's very very difficult but as i said to um on the night of the q a last last time afterwards when we're having a, a chat with one or two of the board members covid's here at the moment but it's not going to be here in three four years time strategic decisions can ignore covid yeah you know, get start you need to start getting on with strategic yeah. decisions now and forget yeah. short-term issues get the strategy sorted out i know howard mentioned about the chelsea pitch owners club as a potential way of of, of, of raising money Let, let's really look at uh uh, uh, that let let's find a way to coexist with the COVID testing station yeah. over the next few weeks, rather than say, oh, day before the guys game, you've got to go away. And I know it's something that, that's happening. Uh, 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 and I've been speaking with one of the people in, you know, unofficially, with one of the people on the NHS management committee because she happens to be my cousin. And <laughs> suggested that, well, if you did that and did that and did that a bit, I think you could coexist. You know, yeah. so. Uh, um, you know, hopefully things like that can start happening. I mean, we've got the fair coming, which I know isn't, isn't something new. It's been before, but let's have a bit more about that time. You know, the, the the Sunday market was kicked off because it only raised a few thousand pounds a year. Well, that's a few thousand pounds a year is a few thousand pounds more than nothing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. know,
0: and yeah, uh, and and you know, not that I want to do people out of a paid out of a paid work, but let's try and find another. Uh, um, non-league club who pays stewards you know that sure. might be a, 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 a thing that's not a popular thing to say but our peers rely on volunteers uh, yeah. uh and whilst you yeah, know well okay if we do pay some stewards well let's pay some stewards but uh, uh um, as, as uh, almost the leaders almost yeah. the organizers yeah absolutely have the organizers, yeah. let's have ambassadors uh um Uh, who who can do the the bits and bobs you know so uh, it's that that I want to see a little bit more urgency
1: yeah
0: all all of that type of which of course might be going on but if you're not telling anybody people don't know yeah Uh, Yeah. uh, uh, and sometimes that's that's as bad as not doing it if you know what I mean because perception is more important than reality isn't it
2: there's two things as well that you know that I mean I know Pete's not here this this evening but you know um, there's there's no supporters club is there uh, sort of any more making noises you know no. uh, and, you know it, it, the official supporters club would have you know uh, many other clubs I'm sure had a voice against Dave Allen etc and, and whatnot mm. that had been happening but the official supporters club was allowed to sort of fade away in the distance you know you yeah. stop talking type of thing um you know on a, on a separate thing as well that the membership scheme that for people who didn't have season ticket, if it weren't or couldn't afford a season ticket, they were playing by a match-by-match basis. But they there was a membership scheme that you could buy and pay for thirty year for the the year or, or whatever, and you got exclusive access to ten percent off in the club shop. You got yeah. um, I don't know priority to tickets or whatnot. I think that's another source of income that the football club should be looking at because you know the, the the it's a membership scheme which people buy and they they tie in. You know, the, the other clubs tie in the, 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 the media stuff that the club do. And I, I know that Chesswood are, are offering it for free this year, but I, I don't think that's always going to be the case. You know, if you had a membership or something, you would you would have that in, in as well. So little bits of income.
0: And I'm, I'm back in the CFSS days and I know that's in the past uh, lifetime membership. Got up to about three thousand people. That was thirty thirty grand or whatever, or you know, three three hundred thousand pounds, you? three three thousand people times hundred is uh, three hundred thousand pounds. You know, came through yeah. uh, um, three thousand people paying hundred pound each. It soon mounts up, you yeah. know, and uh, and it's stuff like that. That and that's the principle behind the the, the Chelsea Pitch Owners Club type of approach. You know, there's there's yeah. other organisations do it. I know. Uh, Uh, John Wilkinson, who put some money in back in those CFSS days, is a member of the Friends of Laphroaig, a Scotch whisky distillery, and they buy a square foot of grass or something like that and get benefits out of it, aren't you? I don't know the details because I'm not a member, but uh, uh, there's all sorts of stuff like that that can be uh, uh, be done. And I I, I want that to start flowing out, not dripping out of of, of, of the club. And, of course, one of the other things that was asked – Last week, I know, because I asked it myself for, for John Crute, the chief executive, to have the opportunity to say why he no. stayed on the board and didn't uh, didn't step down while all the shenanigans were uh, were, were, were going off. And, you know, he, he yeah. indicated that he felt it was better to be in and, and having a little bit of an idea what was going on, even though a lot of the time he's not involved in the decision making because it, you know, it was done by the company secretary and the owner. Uh, and what I didn't realise latterly, the the um, the community trust had urged him to stay on because yeah. you know, they started formulating their view to, uh, to, to to do what they've achieved now. And you know, there was a lot of there's been a lot of talk off you know on on message boards about uh, uh, not knowing about this, that, and the other. Whether it was Sheridan's payoff, all, all, all of that was known about. Mm, uh, yeah. but of course, in the latter stages, perhaps not a, not as much of it was paid because of Corona um, as, as as would have been imagined. So, you know, a lot of people are thinking, well, you know, that's a debt, so it's not debt free. But it's well, a accounting is techni- a technical accounting term. It's that it day business rather than a, a a structural debt like like HP or a, or yeah. Overdraft or, or or a loan. Or what and, and
2: didn't the community trust take over the debt anyway? It was that they took it over when they bought the full. Yeah, yeah. Technically, the club is debt free,
0: with the exception, of, yeah, it was uh, 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 for a nanosecond, and then of course, it owed a million pounds to the two councils. Yes, yes, uh, of course, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. but. You know that structured over 15 years and about worth about nine grand a, a month or something like that. I worked it out at the time. I don't take that as gospel. That number worked it out yourself. but it's it, it's it's less than ten thousand pounds a month, I would think, on on the repayment. So mm-hmm. you know it's it, it's not the uh, uh, it, it's not a millstone millstone around your neck. So mm-hmm. you know there there, there, are, there is a lot that the club still needs to answer and make. some supporters feel more comfortable with. But I think think they've achieved that with a lot of people already. Yeah. And it's working from ground upwards, isn't it? Yes, it it, it is from, from a low point, um, losing seven figures a year on a semi-regular basis is, is not where you, uh, where you need to be or want to be uh, at.
2: Hmm. Well, I know that the the counts are going to be uh, terrible, aren't they? The next ones that arrive, yeah. Uh, yeah. but you should look back. You should bypass that. It's going to be it's going to be the one after, which is the key, yes. isn't it?
0: Yes, it is absolutely. June, the the year ending June 2020 had happened before the takeover, which was October the oh, sorry August the sixth or seventh or eighth or tenth or whatever it was. Yeah. So whatever it shows for last year has happened yeah. <laughs> and can't, can't be. Can't be changed. So I would think there will be probably a loss this year and a break even next mm. uh, uh, year, and that's what needs to happen. And if the trust can achieve that, they've done a, a very, very, very good job, one way or the other. So, mm. Okay, looking at looking back at football again, because of course that drives everything in 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 Chesterfield Football Club and and the supporter base. Who, who are the teams that you fear next season? Oh,
2: um,
1: well, um Notts
2: County, I think they'll, yeah, Notts County and Stockport, really. I throw they've been throwing a little bit at it, haven't they? So I think they're the, the two uh, big clubs that are uh, vying, for, vying for positions. So, yeah, those two, really.
1: Stockport
0: are, are not entirely different to Chesterfield in that they're run pragmatically no. and they won't be spending money they've not got. I'll be very, very surprised if they're spending money that they've not got. I know one of the directors, John Kieran, pretty well, who works in the, the press and I've known him for a long, long time, you know, 17, 18 years probably. And, uh, you know, they they, they do things relatively right and they'll have probably built up a war chest over the last year or two. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Notts County with their new owners last, was it this time last year, last summer the yes, they, yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they'll have had a, an opportunity to see what's what and missed out. Uh, likely. So yeah, I, th- I think most of the bookies think Stockport and Notts County or there or thereabouts but who's the the next division can Sollyhull continue doing it can Borehamwood continue being uh, be, being up there what about Yeovil and Wrexham as two other ex-league clubs even Barnet, who've been mid-table in the last couple of seasons uh, or are, are there any other dark horses you know Eastleigh had a, a a little bit of a run a couple of years ago but didn't get anywhere so the like the likes of uh, 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 Torquay will be on People's Lips and Hartlepool as well as ex, ex-league ex clubs and for some reason Dagenham and Redbridge are up there in the uh, in the top which <laughs> I can't quite see happening but what do I know so <laughs> you know, Stockport and not support, uh, the two counties apart who are the, the ones to see
1: It's a bit difficult to call really isn't it because um, a lot of it depends upon how clubs get on with reduced capacities and reduced incomes you know Um, I mean, already, I suppose, contracts will be signed with players, won't they? So they'll have to be honoured, so the players will be there. But um, nevertheless, if clubs find their positions to be unsustainable, um, then that's going to have a tremendous knock-on effect on their performances. Um, And it could be those clubs who are best set simply still to be standing at the end of the season. who are the ones who might prosper. Yes. Um, And I I don't know who those would be. I mean, Boreham Wood could probably still get their average home attendance in their ground, even after COVID-19 restrictions, Um, you know, but, but clubs such as Wrexham that might depend on getting a few more in, um, even though they've got a biggish ground, a a certain portion of it is is sort of semi-derelict still, I think, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, Um, it's only
0: on the uh, um, three sides, and one of those sides only uses half.
1: So it's the ones, I think, that can get the most people in, you know, and get the most income, therefore, by and large, over the season, who will be, obviously, I suppose it sounds now, saying it, the best placed, you know, to take advantage of other clubs whose... Ability to sustain themselves might sorely be tested over over the months to come.
0: And Paul, with the possibility—it's not been decided on—but with the possibility of next season featuring a national league wage cap, do you think there'll be one or two of the the clubs that we've mentioned, particularly the Solihull's of this world, that will be having a go this year before that sets in?
2: Yeah, that's a good good point, actually. Yeah, they've uh, they they perhaps will that they. May spend a little bit more with a with a big backer and uh, and and whatnot, and then it doesn't relatively come into their uh, their income stream. Uh, I think you you're probably right. Then Solihull's a a good, good example of that, isn't there? Um, trying to think of another club who would be sort of stretching beyond their uh, their means as well in, in, in many respects uh, in the top sort of ten and whatnot, where they've they've fallen short. Um, mm. It's it, it. I think it's a good idea at this level it certainly puts the, the fear away and it might have stopped at macclesfield you know
0: yeah yeah although the irony when they did go up a couple of years ago their wage bill was significantly lower than, uh, than, yeah. than, than yeah, the yeah, low, uh, uh, wage but you know uh, i i don't think any of us expect money to be chucked at it by the likes of wheelstone or woking no. bring them for sure dover have indicated that they're skint already <laughs> uh, um, you know Halifax town did pretty well last season, but they're run pragmatically, and they won't get away with it all the time. Oldershot have got no no money of uh, of note neither have maidenhead uh, uh, don't think Sutton are going to be uh, big spenders so yeah, you know, there's, there's plenty of teams in there that that won't have the wherewithal to so, well, see, it's up for grabs then isn't it yeah I, you don't know, think, those, uh, yeah. I think it's very, it's very early open. open. Mm-hmm. I think it's very open and uh, uh your last season uh uh Barrow and, and Harrogate I think were the two best sides in the in the division from a footballing point of view my personal thoughts yeah, were no, Harrogate were the best because I think they were a little bit tougher than 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 Barrow you know a little bit yeah. physically tougher uh um and and it's interesting that that certainly Harrogate have hardly made any changes to their team at all have they they've, 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 mm. they've not been out spending to add to get into the the football league. So I think there's 10 teams in there that aren't going to be splashing the cash. Uh, uh, I don't think Notts County and Stockport will be, but because they get more people, more clicks through the turnstiles, they'll have more money available. Yes. And I think that'll be the case with Chesterfield. And I think, you know, pound for pound, we stand a, a, a reasonable chance of being up in the mix uh, mm. In this particular season, because there'll be, COVID's been a wake-up call for a lot of clubs, and yeah. you know there won't be many clubs that have got 30 prof- at our level that got 30 professionals now. You know they'll they'll be like Chesterfield, they'll have 18 and a couple, you know, uh, mm. and and so it's it's fitness and off-the-field work that means you don't get soft tissue injuries that will be just as important as winning an away match made then on a Tuesday night over the course of 44-game 40, season. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I think, having looked at what people have been doing, I, I, I think that we're in with a a real chance of being in that top seven. Yeah,
2: oh. yeah indeed. One thing that I came out of the, uh, the Q&A last week, Phil, though, as well, was that there's going to be no beer at the ground uh, at, uh, to start with if uh, well, the, uh, the football reason, starts yeah. as well. So, no beer. So, you can't, you can't buy a beer... And, uh, we, you know, it's something that's got everybody through the last five years, isn't it? So uh, <laughs> golden food, et
0: cetera. So. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so, and, and just in case people wonder why that is, it's not a choice of not selling beer. It's because of uh, the fact that you can't drink beer in the ground. you physically yeah. in the seats. Yeah. And so that mean people hanging around in the uh, in the concourses and the rules that the safety action group have indicated is you get your coffee or your Bovril or your pie. Yeah and go straight back into your place in the seats, which, that's, of course, with beer, you can't do that.
1: Yeah, that's very much how it is at the theatre. You go and you buy your popcorn and your and your fizzy pop and you go straight in and sit down with it now. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes. And, you know, it, it's, not, um, it's not that the club doesn't want to sell beer. They desperately do want to sell beer, but they can't oh. sell beer and satisfy the requirements of the Safety Action Group to rubber stamp a 3,000-plus capacity. Hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. And, of course, they, they did announce last week that uh, um, tickets will be available to last season season ticket holders first on a match-by-match match, match basis. <laughs> uh, and I think they said there were 2,700 season tickets last season, Paul. Was that the number? That yeah, yeah, that's said? right, yeah. So if the capacity is three, three, three and a half or something like that, there will be several hundred. And, of mm. course, Last year, you'll know better than anybody, Stuart. The average no-show from season tickets was measured in hundreds rather than dozens. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: You'd, um, never below 400, sometimes touching seven <laughs> or eight, depending yeah, upon remarkable. how badly we were playing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so, so there's always a. Th- 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 there are going to be. And I, I suspect. I don't know this. This is no information garnered, but I would imagine that season tickets will – ticket holders will be given to a week before a match to claim theirs and if they don't yeah. claim it by right, then they all go on open sale something like that mm. Stuart and I were talking yeah. about recording about that sort of thing and that seems relatively pragmatic doesn't it so, I think uh, so. and I, I, I'm sure they will be none available on the on the day whilst ever we've got COVID restrictions mm-hmm. so uh, uh, um Okay, so, right, let's uh, start wrapping up. Uh, Is there anything that we want to discuss that we've not discussed so far, guys?
1: I'm not sure that there is for me. Um, I'm very much led by, by yourself on all of this.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: I think the the, uh, the only the only thing really that's uh, outstanding really is the the money for Sam Morsey, uh, It probably won't be as much as mm-hmm. he'd have got if Wigan had not been in administration. Uh, I don't know how that what that works, uh, but uh,
0: that, but that still, it's a I might of course come out may have come out tonight on the uh, Q and A. I don't know if hmm. uh, found yeah. out what the undisclosed fee was, but of course then you know. If, if they say how much it is, it's, <laughs> yeah, <you could. laughs> but using a bit of basic algebra, you can yeah. work out really yeah. clear as he was. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it might Indeed. be um, so, under oath not to disclose it or something, I suppose.
2: Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe the case. But it's going to be something, and it's something better than nothing, isn't it? So, yes. Uh,
0: mm, yes, it's something that wouldn't have been coming if Wigan had not gone into administration.
1: Yeah. 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 So, uh, it, it's it's sort of free money in that respect, isn't it? So
0: yes, it, 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 it is, and uh, um, yeah, well, like, like I say, if it if it just keeps things going for a little bit uh, more, or pays pays some of the some of the bills to get more stuff in the in the club shop. So uh, um, yeah, yeah, and again, that's been done practically. They're paying they're paying Puma bits at a time to get bits of new stock into the uh, into mm. the club as and as it can be afforded, rather than put great chunk of money into stock yeah sometimes you might just need the cash so you know mm. goalkeepers kits have arrived this week and i think mm-hmm. uh, hopefully training kit will arrive uh, oh, that's good don't 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 take my word for that but uh, um you know I, i'm sure it'll not be long before that's in and that drives revenue and everything along the uh, mm. uh, a, a, along the way so um yeah paul any, anything to add no, that's, that's about it
2: uh, to wrap up. Just looking forward to uh, just Chesterfield getting some games in, really. I think yes. is, is uh, the course uh, to it because the season is only, uh, what, two weeks away? Good lord. It is.
0: Isn't it? it? Is. We are two weeks tomorrow. Wheelston mm-hmm. or, or wherever they may be.
2: And I think uh, we'll do a, a pre-season uh, pod. Yeah. Uh, before we start, oh, yeah. when uh, mm-hmm. things are finally finalised, I think we'll try and get yeah. that uh, yeah, well, we know in,
0: a uh, game that punters can go and watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, well, as as we said last uh, time, from me, Paul, and Stuart, stay safe, mm-hmm. and we all hope to see you at a football match before too long. Thank you very much.
1: Excellent. Thank you.